This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Matthew chapter 3, if you're there, say hey. If you're lying, say hey, hey. All the latecomers. You're like, I don't even know where my keys are. Am I wearing pants? I'm wearing pants. All right. Didn't even bring your Bible today. That's all right. We got a big Bible right behind me. You're going to see it behind me. Mark chapter 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 13. We'll put that on the screen. I think you'll see it on the screen. It says this. It says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John. That's why he's called John the Baptist, because he baptized people. But John tried to talk him out of it. You ever hear people trying to talk you out of a good thing? John was trying to talk him out of a good thing. Jesus is like, you got to baptize me. John's like, no, 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 no. You should baptize me. Come on, we got to do this differently. And he tried to talk him out of it in verse 13. He says, I'm the one that needs to be baptized by you, he said. Why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, Jesus came up out of the water, and the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly beloved son. I picture this in a Morgan Freeman voice. I don't know about you. Uh, very deep, uh, regal voice. This is my dearly beloved son who brings me great joy. The Bible has chapters and verses, but when it was written, it didn't have this. So there's no break in this chapter. As this was being written and recorded, it went right into the next sentence. There is no chapter break. There is no verse break. So it went, this is my great beloved son, uh, beloved son who brings me great joy. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, if you, are, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, no, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. i got to let you know today, nothing satisfies like hearing from God. Nothing satisfies like hearing from God. Verse 5, then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. And said, if you are the son of God, jump off, for the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you. They will hold you up in their hands, and you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Verse 7, but Jesus responded, the scriptures also say you must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to, the very, uh, to a peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you kneel down and worship me. Verse 10, get out of here, Satan. Jesus told him, for the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. Uh, this morning, for the next few minutes, very short few minutes, I want to unpack this title, Be Prepared. Be prepared. Get your Pepsi, get your Storm Chips, charge your iPod. Be prepared. Be prepared. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you for your word that does not return empty. Thank you, Father, in these next few minutes. God, that you're going to give us truth, Father, to frame in our lives and our week. Father, thank you for those that made it here today. Father, I pray they leave here more in love with you and more like you than when we came in. God, we love you. We love your church. We love what you're doing across the city. And Father, I pray that everyone leaves here that has a need, that God, you will meet it. I pray for healing. Father, God, I pray for peace. I pray for relationships. Father, wherever there's a need, would you step in and show your power? And everybody said... I have a question for you today. Were you ready for winter this week? <laughs> I, I knew that answer because I saw some of you driving. You know, I wasn't ready for winter this week. I can't find my gloves. I don't know if I have winter boots. 
Like, this is, these are my winter boots. Like, I, I, I'm not good at winter. I've never been good at winter. I, my snowblower, I got one two years ago. It was at the back of the shed in front of the snowblower and, like, and like sprinklers and, and everything else. And it snowed, and I knew it was coming. I just wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared. I've never been prepared for winter. I'm always that guy that gets ready in, like, February for winter. Like, and I can trace back my lack of preparation to technology's advancement. Like, I remember walking out in the first snowstorm and ice, and I don't know where my scraper is, so I use a cassette tape. You remember the cases? You, you open those, that, that mixtape, that, you know, that mixtape that you had to flip over, you know, all the love songs, and it was amazing. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. You rewind them with a pen. Come on, somebody. Where are my old people at in the play? Mixtapes. That was love right there, mixtape. I, I go find a mixtape and crack open and use the case and scrape my window. I haven't prepared for years. Then I went to CD cases. That's how I knew. I, technology has documented my lack of preparation. CD case. I can't find cassettes anymore. CD cases. I'm out there scraping my window. My, my, my Bon Jovi CD, my Milli Vanilli, blame it on the rain. I was blaming it on the snow. And I was scraping that thing. I'm showing my age right now. Now I have a car that has automatic starter. I'm still not prepared. I have no scraper. I will use a tank of gas to make sure that window's clear before I go out. I'm like, I'll start that car at six in the morning. We ain't leaving until eight. Why? Because I am not prepared for winter. I'm not prepared for winter. You know, it's interesting that the Bible uh, talks about that faith is seasonal. There's seasons to your faith. There are seasons in your faith. And I believe we can be prepared. You know, there's different seasons. I, I do think that it's only Christians that talk this way. Like, you ever talk to a Christian? How you doing? I'm in a real wilderness season. I'm just in a winter season. Like, I remember growing up, there was like colors. You get your colors done. I'm a summer. I'm a winter. I didn't know what that meant. But, but I, I know this, that only Christians really talk about, like, I don't know if you're at work. Frank, how was your week? Oh, I'm just in a winter season. <laughs> hey, Barb, you, you, you doing all right? I'm just in the wilderness, sister. I think only Christians talk this way. Like, I don't know, if you're, if you're working at UPS and you tell your friend, man, I'm just in a dry season, he'd be like, dude, just buy some moisturizer. It's all good, man. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I think only Christians talk this way. I'm just in a winter season. I'm in a desert season. Like, sometimes we're a little weird. If you're new to church, Christians are a little weird sometimes. And, and, but we talk this way, don't we? Like, I'm in a, I've never heard anybody say I'm in a summer season. It's always the wilderness and the desert. But, but there are seasons. The truth is there are seasons in our faith. Seasons in life, that not everything is always, things are growing and going. Sometimes things are a little more dormant and tougher, and sometimes things are easier than others. In Nova Scotia, we have all four seasons. One of them lasts six months of the year, but we have all four seasons. And, and I want to encourage you today that as there are seasons to your faith and your life, you can be prepared for what's next in your life. And I believe as a church, part of our passion is prepare you for what's next. I believe there's truth, that there are seasons, and we can be prepared for them. Right here in this passage we read today, Jesus went through an overnight season change. He went from divine affirmation, this moment where he's in this, he's coming out of hiding, of, of, of 18 years of hiding, of preparing for this season of his life. He comes onto the scene, and he gets baptized by John. This was a moment. This was a moment for him. People by the thousands are there getting baptized. Jesus walks in. The guy that is baptizing thousands, leading a movement, a revival, a man that people talked about. TMZ was there. CNN was there. You know, CNN, uh, uh, CNN had their past revoked and then brought back again so they could ask more questions. And uh, <laughs> if you watch news, that was awesome. If you didn't, I'm just going to keep moving. And, 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 and this was this hub of activity. 
And the man that was doing all this, all of a sudden this one guy walks up and he's like, whoa, you're greater than me. I can't even tie your laces. You're going to baptize me. In this moment, Jesus gets baptized, comes out of the water. And it says, the heavens opened. God spoke. The, God, the spirit like a dove. I would have preferred in bald eagle, a little more manly if you ask me. But uh, if it was Halifax, it would have been a pigeon. But, you know, this like a dove. People didn't know how to describe it. it just, something came down. It wasn't a dove. It was like a dove. Like, we don't know how to describe this. And this moment where God the Father and God the Spirit come down and meet with God the Son and go, we are proud of you. We are with you. Let the heaven declare and the world know. That was a drop the mic moment. If there was ever a moment where he would have been ver verified on Instagram, that would have been the moment. This was his moment, like, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. This was, and it goes right after that. There wasn't even a chance to sign some books. There was, no, there was no chance to mingle and celebrate. There was no sandwiches. It was, and then immediately he was led to this wilderness for 40 days. He goes from this season of high to this place where the Spirit led him to this wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights where he was alone. There was no fan club. There was no voice from God. There was no doves or eagles or partridges in a pear tree. There was nothing. He was just him and his humanity and the call on his life, and he wrestled through. That's a season change. I want to let you know today that life is seasonal. A couple of things I want to point out from this passage it says that he was led by the Spirit into the desert. Now, God does not tempt you, but God will lead you. It's interesting because I think in North America, and even in my own mindset, we get this wrong today. You need to know this, that God's goal is to make you holy, not necessarily happy. Like, this will change your mindset in your faith. Because sometimes we only lean into faith while we're feeling it. Maybe you came to Nova, and man, man, I just feel God. I just feel forgiven. I feel hope. And then four weeks in, you're like, I ain't feeling it no more. And I love those feelings. I had it today, man, during sound check. The worship was just amazing. I had my moment. I shed my tears before the theater even opened. I, I connected my spirit with God. I had this moment, but sometimes I don't feel it. But what helps me is remind me that God will lead us, and his leading is not based on our happiness, but on our holiness. If you have a whole pie, or if you have something that's whole, it's complete. God wants to make us whole. He wants to make us without any mixture. He wants to deal with some stuff in our life, and because wholeness and holiness is his goal, not our happiness, sometimes he'll lead us to places that doesn't make us happy. So some of you are going through some seasons. Some of you, this is the moment. Your business is thriving. Your marriage, your relationships are thriving. Your kids are getting along. Come on, somebody. That's a good day right there. You feel like you feel God, and you feel you're in a great place. But I want to know that sometimes you need to know that life is seasonal, and God's goal is not to make us necessarily happy. He's not against our happiness, but his goal is holiness. That's what seasons do. They work things out of us and work things into us. Jesus was man and God, meaning his divine calling from God and authority, but he had human limitations. It says in Philippians, he emptied himself. We believe that he was God, but when he came to earth, he emptied himself of his divinity because it wouldn't be fair for him to lean on his divinity to be a model for us. That means well, that's why we can learn from his life because he wasn't pulling the God card going, I'm going to get through this. He's like, no, I got to do this like every other man so that I can die on the cross for every other man. And in that moment, God led him to the desert. Why? Because God had to work some things through him and build him up to the cross. Jesus was on a journey of growing 
And seasons were a part of his growth. Some of you are going through some seasons right now, and you think it's because uh, God has left you. No, 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 no. God is just taking you through something. He's preparing you for something greater than you even know. But sometimes seasons get stuff into you, and sometimes seasons get things out of you. That's the goal of seasons. Some things had to get out of Jesus. He had to build up to the cross. So many times we want to change the world without being changed ourselves. Jesus knew he was going to change the world, but this season of wilderness was for him to be changed himself. He had to make sure that he had his alignment right, his motives right, his strength right, before he got to the place, to the cross, and he'd back out going, I can't handle this. He had to be tested. He had to be built up. He had to be discipled and disciplined. He had to be worked before it mattered, so when it did matter, he knew he had what he needed to do. Seasons always prepare us. Always prepare you. Overnight successes don't exist. You talk to someone that's an overnight success. Some of your businesses, people are here, but man, I heard that's an overnight success. You don't see the 20 years and the 10 failed businesses and, and those, those things that didn't work. And when I was going door to door selling things, but now I got something that's going well or that music career, they didn't see you making those mixtapes. Come on, somebody. They didn't see you making songs no one bought, but all of a sudden now people didn't see the preparation that goes into seasons. Things get worked through us. Seasons are designed to grow some things and kill some things. Here's the other thing you need to know. Seasons don't last. I miss summer already. I even miss fall. We're in the winter. But my hope is it won't last. Come July, the snow will melt. Come on, somebody. And August in Moncton. Come on. You know, seasonal is being transitional. Rivers didn't last. The desert didn't last. Here's a thought you need to know today. Some of you are going through a season that's challenging. Don't make a permanent decision on a temporary problem. Jesus, in this moment, was tempted. He was starving. In that moment, he could have made a permanent decision to give up his right, his birthright, his kingdoms, his authority to fix a temporary problem. He almost made a permanent decision on a temporary problem. So many times if you're in a rough season, you're tempted in a moment to throw it all away with one attitude, one rant, one decision, one relationship, one misstep. I think some people have, 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 have forfeited their authority and their mission, and what they really needed was a nap. Some of you, this is like, where's the spiritual? No, some of you need a nap. Sometimes you just need a nap and a good playlist to get you through. Is that too real right now? Some people, they, they push themselves so much in a moment, and you can undo in 30 seconds in a rant on your spouse or your kids that took you years to build. Some of you need to step back, check yourself before you wreck yourself, and go have a nap. Why? Because in that moment, you need to realize that it, you never make a temporary decision that will make a permanent decision. Seasons are temporary. That's why on the high of highs, you go, you know what? This ain't always going to be this way. And the lowest lows, you need to tell yourself, it won't always be this way. Seasons are temporary. I want to encourage you today. Don't make a permanent decision on a temporary problem. No, hang on. It's only temporary. Jesus was tempted to make a choice, but he would have ended his hunger, but he also would have ended his mission. I thank God Jesus saw beyond the season and saw it went longer. It's interesting today is that the enemy tempted Jesus when he was weakest. He came at him and said, just come on, you're hungry, let's feed yourself. <laughs> he tempted him with carbs. <laughs> if you ever wanted to believe carbs were of the enemy, right there. He came with him with bread. Some, you want some olive garden bread? Come on, you want some bread? 
Come on, smell that, some good bread. Carbs are of the enemy. Can someone say amen? Okay, madam, you know what? Here's my thought today. i got to get through this. A hungry need is a dangerous need. He didn't come at him with something. He came at him with a hungry need. Let me ask you today, in this season that you're in, what are you hungry for? Some of you, it's affirming. It doesn't matter unless someone recognizes what you're doing. Man, if only someone would acknowledge me for what I'm doing. If they don't acknowledge me for how, how hard I worked. If they don't acknowledge me for how good I am. If they don't acknowledge me for how talented I am. If you're hungry for acknowledgement, you will forfeit your mission because you'll go after praise instead of production. You'll go after praise instead of progress. Listen, what are you hungry for today? Some of you, it's a relationship. You're just fighting loneliness. You're just craving someone. You don't care who it is. You just need a warm body in your life because you can't stand to be left alone in your thoughts and your emotions. And God wants to take you through. Maybe you're single for a reason, for a season, because God wants to work some things out of you. But if some of you, if you're craving a relationship, could it be? That a hungry need is a dangerous need. You end up giving yourself to the wrong person and then you're joined with somebody and then you forfeit maybe the call and the mission on your life because whoever you attach yourself to determines your destination. Friends are like elevators. They take you up or take you down. And sometimes they get you stuck. But you need to know today that a hungry need is a dangerous need. Maybe it's money. Maybe that's what's dangerous in your life. And you filter everything through the value of money, people, jobs, opportunities, and it's a hungry need, and all you see is dollar signs, and you can't get enough. It's unsatisfied. I want to encourage you today. A hungry need will take you down. Just know this today. What are you hungry for? And in this season, God wanted to deal with Jesus. Go, listen, you're dealing with your humanity and your urges, but let's, let's kill that now and deal with that now because you're going to get to a place you need to know that you're stronger than you were. Some of you, he wants, he's taking you to a place to identify some of these needs. Some of you need to block those numbers on your phone. Some of you need to unfollow some people. Some of you need to start going to the same places you used to go to and go somewhere else. Why? Because a hungry need is a dangerous need. You're on a mission. You're in a season, but you're making progress. And don't make a, a temporary decision. It's going to have a permanent impact because a hungry need is a dangerous need. You need to know this today about seasons. Is Jesus quoted scripture? And I find that fascinating. If it was me, I would have quoted my experience. If I had a river moment like Jesus, like I found this fascinating reading this. I text some theologians that I know around the country. I said, give me your feedback on this. And the, 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 the responses were, were remarkable to me. But if it was me, I would have said, get behind me, devil. I just had a river experience. God spoke to me. People know that I'm called. God put his stamp of approval on me. There was doves and partridges and eagles flying by. There was, don't go chasing waterfalls, but I was in a river that I'm used to, and that was amazing. And, and you don't even know. There was this guy named John. He's a Baptist. Uh, they're great people. He baptized me, and he smelled like locusts and, and fur, and he looked weird. More Pentecostal than Baptist, but, you know, a little weird. But, but this was this moment. TMZ was there. You can Google it. It happened. That's what I would have done. I would have put my best picture, my best Nova service on Instagram. I would have quoted the moments that people verified, and people liked me, and people said kind things about me. Not Jesus. Isn't it amazing that the Son of God, in his moment of need, didn't go back to his experience? He went back to God's word. Why? Because he was using uh, an example to teach us. Because if he had used his river experience, that was a divine moment. It wouldn't have been fair to us. Some of us, you don't have those moments. But Jesus said, listen, it's not based on your experience. It's based on what God said and who God is. Some of you are new in this going, I don't know. I never heard God speak. I never had that moment. I got a life of regret. I don't have all this history where God did stuff. No, Jesus set an example going, you can know by his word, not by your experience. 
Jesus was battling as a man to show us how. External struggles need eternal weapons. External struggles need eternal weapons. You know, it's amazing to me, Jesus didn't answer his critics. He simply read scripture. Some of you need to stop answering questions and start making statements. Satan would say, but do this. Jesus is like, no, I'm not even going to answer your question. I'm, not even gonna, I'm just going to make a statement right now. Devil asks another question. You should, you should do this. No, I'm not even going to address that right now. I'm just going to make a statement right now. You know what some of you need to do? Some of you need to call a press conference. Some of you need to call a press conference to the doubts and the fears in your life. Some of you need to call a press conference on Monday morning. You leave here today. Go, excuse me. Is this thing on? Test this thing on. Uh, I know there's a lot of questions here today. Doubt, fear, lust, regret. I know you have a lot of questions you want to ask me about my life and my current progress. But today I won't be taking any questions, but I do have a few statements to read. Fear. The Bible says, now give us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. The doubts in my life, you need to know today that God has a plan before I was born. I'm called by God. I'm making a statement today that I'm not who I was, but I'm going forward. Depression, you want to take my mind down. You want to put me in a dark place. I want to, I'm not taking any questions. I'm not answering your, 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 your accusations. I'm making a statement today. At the love of God, he's the peace. He says he's the prince of peace. And he gives me a peace that goes beyond all understanding. I'm making a statement today that I'm going forward. I'm not going back. I'm who he says I am. He is enough for me. And no more questions. And then leave the podium. Some of you need to understand this today. I want you to be prepared today. Whatever season you're in, keep going. He is leading and he is helping. It goes on in Matthew chapter 4, verse 12. Jesus is in the river. Then he's led to the desert. And it says after that, he took him into a city. And Jesus started his ministry of changing the world. I want to encourage you today. If you're not in a rough season, you probably came out of one. If you're not in one, you might be going into one. But life is seasonal, but the Bible says we can be prepared. Because what he's preparing, what he's taking you in, he's going to take you through. And when he takes you through, he wants to do in you. And there's something on the other side. It's called usefulness. God is preparing you to be useful for his mission. It says Jesus in verse 12 started ministering and started the plan to rescue us from our sin. But Jesus had to go through a season and a wilderness to get to the other side to actually be useful. God wants you to know today there's a reason for your season. There's a reason for the season you're in. Be prepared. It won't last. It's temporary. You need to know today that don't make a decision today that's going to throw off your mission. Do not make a permanent decision on a temporary problem. You need to know today that a hungry need is a dangerous need today. Some of you are hungry for love or affirmation or acknowledgement or finances or something. And you're willing to, you're, you're tempted to throw it all. And some of you are like, I'm not going back to church today. I'm, done. I'm not going back to church today. But you made it today. And what God's working through you, he wants to work in you so he can do something and make you useful today. All over this place, can we stand to our feet? I'm gonna pray for you in a moment. You can be prepared. I wasn't prepared for the winter storm this week. I still don't know where my gloves are. I don't have a scraper. Windshield wiper fluid actually froze up in my car. But I know this in the seasons of my life, I don't want to be unprepared. Because I know it's seasons that make me useful. I don't get time to tell you, tell you the seasons of my life that brought me to this point. 
but I know there's more seasons to come. Have hope today. You can make it. You're doing better than you think you are. Keep going. You don't feel like getting out of bed tomorrow morning because depression wants to take, make a statement. No, 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 no. I have a sound mind. I speak peace over my life. I'm not taking your questions today. Some of you, it's regret, wants to knock on your door and start asking you questions, making accusations. No, 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 no. Bible says that he threw my sin as far as the east is from the west. You can't even see it, it's so gone. I'm making a statement today. Doesn't matter what your questions are, I'm forgiven. Doesn't matter what I did last night or last week, I made it right with God, I am forgiven, moving on. Make some statements in your life. Today, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you haven't started your journey of faith. It is the best decision you ever make in your life. I wanna pray for you today. If you could bow your head just for a moment. All over this place. We can dim these lights a little bit. It'd be awesome. Just this private moment. You say, Mike, I don't know God, and I'm not forgiven for my sin. I know that my life does not line up with God's plan. God's plan is more than a Drake song. It's actually, it's actually a mandate for our lives. It's a plan that's good, full of hope and joy. It's not easy, but it's rewarding. You're like, Mike, I don't know God. I don't know God's plan. Today you can. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, and believe in your heart, Jesus, I need you. Take over my life, help me. A miracle happens, you get a new life. You get a fresh start. It's like a reset button. You're still you, but now you're connected with God. He comes in and starts giving you direction and helping you with your life. If you've never had that moment, you can have it right now on the count of three. I'm gonna ask you to put your hand up, put it right back down. That's all we're gonna do, and then we're gonna pray for you. If you say, Mike, I want a new start. In this season I'm in, I need a new start right now. One, it's not everybody, but it's somebody in this room, two, Three, if that's you, can you shoot your hand up as high as you can right now? Thank you, you can put it right back down. Put it right back down. Oh wait, one more second, anyone else? You wanna put your hand up? This is your moment. You put that right back down. You put it right back down. Can we pray together? Can we all repeat this prayer? As we agree with these three to four people that put their hand up today that said, I need a new start. Let's pray, repeat after me. Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for loving me. Thank you that you have a plan for my life. Would you hit the restart button? Would you forgive me for my choices? For my sin? Would you take away my regret and my pain? And would you come in right now and do a miracle in my life? Jesus, I follow you. I trust you. I choose you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.